on, you beautiful people. So I'm actually recording this intro on my iPhone. We're uh, sound checking for Battle of the Bands here at Mad Life Stage and Studios. So uh, my computer's in the background doing some other stuff, rendering some audio files. So I figured I'd do this while that was doing it. You can probably hear a little uh, back background noise of the people on the stage coming through the wall, but that's all right. I think it adds some ambiance. I think that's the word they use. So uh, this next conversation, well, first off, happy birthday to the Mockingbird. This is a one-year birthday of the Mockingbird. And Miss Deborah Lynn was my first ever guest on the Mockingbird, so I see, I figured it was fitting that uh, she become uh, my next guest, or, or the guest for one year. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, as always... The Mockingbird is brought to you by Just a Fan Photography, Miss Carrie Hood, wonderful t- photographer, wonderful, wonderful friend. I can't talk today. I got to get better at this here shortly because I got to host the Battle of the Bands. But Miss Carrie Hood over at Just a Fan Photography is fantastic. She uh, shows up at all the shows, takes all the pictures. She helps me host my uh, open mic every Tuesday at the Hog and Ale. And uh, she will help you out, too. So just look her up at uh, facebook.com forward slash Carrie Hood Photos. And Carrie is spelled C-A-R-E-Y. And tell her your old buddy Greg sent you. We're also brought to you by rockofpages.com. Now, that's Mr. Charlie Hood, who is married to Miss Carrie Hood. Do you need a one-page website? Most likely. You most likely do. Uh, well, Charlie will build it for you for free. Well, almost for free. I mean, you have to have a, uh, you got to have a URL. He's not going to buy that for you. But, you know, unless your name is Batman or uh, G.I. Joe or uh, I don't know. I'm looking around the room. Wonder Woman, Band of Heathens, American Cowboy. Unless you got something like that. Um, you sh- if you're just using your name or something of that nature, you ought to be able to pick that up for five bucks or less. And then Charlie will build you a one-page website 100% for free. He is the uh, the host and the creator of CosmicCowboyMedia.com, which is my website. And uh, I couldn't be happier with it. So if you need a website and you're a working musician out there trying to get done things done, then Head on over to rockapages.com and tell Charlie I sent you, and he will definitely help you out. I think he even built a real estate website recently. Uh, so he'll build you anything. He'll build you a website. As long as you deserve it and you need it, he'll take care of you. Uh, let's see. Who else will we brought to you by? I think that's officially it. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. SeriousLipBalm.com. My friends, Kara Koffel and The Suit and Miss Lucky. They make the best lip balm on the planet. You can go ahead and get rid of all those other name brand ones. You don't need them. SeriousLipBalm.com. S-E-R-I-O-U. LipBalm.com. Tell them your buddy Greg from the Mockingbird sent you. Um, there ain't no special deals yet, but they're awesome. I promise you. I promise you. They're all 100% handmade. Uh, They started it in their own kitchen, and they have grown and grown, and they're beautiful people making a beautiful product, and I promise. And they got all kinds of stuff. They've got lip balms. They've got bug balms. They've got balms for your pet's feet, 
for your pet's feet. All this water out here in Georgia, you know, your pet's feet might be a little soggy. You may need to help them out. They've got bug bombs. They got it. They got it all. They got it all. So go see them at SeriousLipBalm.com. All right, that's all our sponsors. Like I said, this is our one-year anniversary, or our birthday. And Miss Deborah Lynn was my first guest ever, and it just seemed right. And she's got a big announcement. Um, she is going to uh, she's going to record her own podcast here in Mockingbird Studios. So I'm pretty excited about that. But she's a beautiful person. She's a beautiful human, an amazing, talented songwriter and singer. And I just love her to death. So without further ado, y'all please welcome the wonderful and the talented Miss Deborah Lynn Rodriguez. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Mockingbird Podcast. I'm sitting here with Miss Deborah Lynn Rodriguez. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, welcome back. Thank number you. Number one. Happy to be here. Um, yeah, I'm happy that you are here. Um, so, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. We do. Oh, let me turn this volume down on my phone. At least I know it's working. Yep. Evidently, last week when I started, it wasn't working. Oh, no. Yeah, well... Just because I've been doing it a year, which is something we get to say. Today is the one-year anniversary of the Mockingbird. Woo. How crazy is that? That's so crazy. And you were the first guest. I was. And now you're here one year later. Uh, that makes me so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm lucky to know you. Uh, so we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. It's been I got a year. all kinds of questions. Yeah. Um, and thoughts. So first off, do you want to just go ahead and get the big news out of the way? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah? Or yeah. you want to wait? We can wait. I, you're the host. I don't know. You so, fill it out. You fill it out. Uh, Miss Deborah Lynn is going to start her not own. not pregnant. Is not pregnant. <laughs> She's not pregnant. That is true. <laughs> I mean, I guess. If I were going to be and announce it, yeah. I would announce it on the Mockingbird, though. Would you? Yes. That would be awesome. Like, it's never going to happen, but... Mm. <laughs> Well, I mean, anyway. it could. Well, it could, but I just no, I'm not interested. Not going to happen for me either. No, I'm not interested. No, I love kids. Yeah, yeah, I love them, mm-hmm. but no, no, don't want them. Okay. Don't want them. So it, that's out of the way. That's We're out of the way. Not so that's not going to happen. Uh, not with child. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to get where I could see the uh, the comments on this. Normally, it shows me when I turn it sideways. Um, so, uh, Miss Deborah Lynn is going to start her own podcast. Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, hey, well, you haven't officially come up with the name. Are you going with it? Is I it don't you say know. it now? Well, you know, here's what. I feel like this conversation with you and with whoever joins us live tonight, right. I kind of feel like I'm going to be inspired by this conversation. Yeah. So I don't want to commit to anything name-wise right. until after tonight's conversation. That seems fair. Because... I don't know. I just feel, I have a good feeling that we're going to yeah. throw some stuff around. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're going to record it right here in Mockingbird Studios. I am. How cool is that? That makes me really happy. It makes me happy, too. You know, it, it kind of comes back to something that has come up over and over and over again on the podcast about how things are not a competition. 
Mm. Like it took a year for me to get here. Mm-hmm. So now let's just all build on it. Yeah. That's the way it should be, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And why reinvent the wheel? Why try to cover all this ground when yeah. we can make connections? Right. We can just do it together. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome. Still thinking a name. If anybody out there, well, Carrie Hood just asked, what's it going to be called? We've got a couple of, our Deborah does, but we've. You too. Spitballed a couple back and forth. Yep. But it's still up in the air. Here's what I think we're going to do. I keep saying we. That makes me feel bad. It's we. Is that okay? No, no. Okay. That's why we're here. I don't want to steal your thunder at all. Here's what we're thinking. We're going to... uh, She's going to probably... Her recording day is probably going to be on Sunday um, because it's another time we can get into the studio and it should be fairly quiet. Mm -hmm. And... um, I think we're going to bank a few, and we'll announce when the first one will release later. Yeah. It's a good way to start. Yeah. So, what do you want to talk about on it, though? Do you have ideas? What's your, what what does do. it matter? Well. I mean, it does matter, I guess, but that was a, you know what I mean. Honestly, that's been kind of the biggest, um, I call it a bottleneck in, in my day job. We, we talk right. about bottlenecks. What, what's holding us up? Mm-hmm. What's slowing mm-hmm. us down? And I think trying to really pigeonhole content yeah. has been a bottleneck for me with this yeah. project. Because, honestly, this is, uh, podcast has been on my heart since... I even really knew what a podcast was. Right. Um, I called it, I don't even know what I called it, internet radio. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it more or less is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then late, this, this this last little season when I just felt like, okay, the, the time is coming, I know for sure. Um, really trying to pigeonhole content just kept tripping me up. Yeah. And uh, finally, one day, I kind of <laughs> just got a fire under my ass. Can I say that? You can say whatever you want. And, uh, I texted you. Yep, you did. And uh, I was like, hey, can I pick your brain? And I just love that you just were like, yes, and let's have dinner, and let's get you on the Mockingbird. And by the time that dinner was over, it was like, oh, this is happening happening. now, like next week. Well, you know, I'm one of those kind of people, if I say I'm going to do it and then I don't do it, then it'll never happen. Yes. Like, I have to just stumble my way through it. And that thing, me too, and that is probably like a big source of depression for me, is Mm. if I say I'm going to do something and then I don't. Yeah. Or even if I tell myself I'm going to do something and then I don't. Right. That is, that's really difficult for me. That hurts my feelings a lot. Yeah. So, um... I do have a a general idea of kind of why I would make a podcast and what I'm after. And it's the same thing I'm after in my music. I'm, uh, I hopefully don't make any, uh, mistake about, you know, if I show up to sing, I'm, I'm trying to move you and I'm trying to move myself in the process. Mm -hmm. I want you to cry or I want you to laugh. laugh. I want you to feel something. I want you to think. I want you to go, what the hell just happened? Um, I want you to react. I want you, I want you to know we just had an experience and and I want you to, for that to inspire whatever it needs to inspire in your life. So same thing with this podcast. Um, you know, I, I want to move people. I want to speak to things that um, we all experience. Because yeah. that's, that's a theory, and I talk about that a lot in my music, is that we're all walking the same path. We're all going through the yeah. same emotions. Oh, absolutely. And yet somehow in the world, it's like... 
it's like a smoke screen or yeah. s- or something. It's like there's there's what we think's happening. Yep. But then there's the real shit that's actually happening. Right. There's something that matters yeah. more than what we see. <gasps> mm-hmm. And that is what we all have in common. Yep. It, it looks like we're different. It looks like well, we're divided. Especially if you look at news or social media. Oh, my God. Or, which, is, <laughs> which is none of it's true. No, but we can't escape it. Yeah. I, I mean, I've thought so much about getting off of Facebook during yeah. this election cycle, really just so that I can get some real information yeah. and not but memes. Then, even that, even that you have to question whether that's real. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's you know even it, if you go to the CNNs yes. or the, you still got a question it anymore. Do. It's you not do. you know if Walter Cronkite's not <laughs> just giving you the facts yeah. and then going to bed. You know they yeah. don't, that doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't. And that's that's all we see, and we can't escape it. And so we we there's this perception that we're all really different and we're at odds. Yeah. But I just refuse to believe that because yeah, I just true. don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in your everyday life, you can see that's not true. Yeah. Yes, we're all actually having a very similar experience. Yeah. We all actually probably agree on a lot of things. Way more. Yeah, and even if we disagree, we can still connect to an emotion. <coughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, exactly. And that's what makes your podcast so powerful is that you we hear these stories from right. people, and you go, "Oh my God!" Like I can. I thought we were different, but oh, we're not. We're not. I was just yeah. listening. I can't believe I had not sat to listen uh, to Mike Levy's episode mm-hmm. from like last November. Yeah. So, um, and I've always loved him. I love Mike and Carrie. Right. And I have since the second I saw them, but I'd never really heard much of their story. Yeah. I just assumed we were really different or we're approaching music and entertainment from different ends of the thing. And I heard his interview and I'm like, Oh, no, we're we're a lot more alike yeah. than I thought. Oh, yeah. and that's what happens when you hear stories. Right. And so I think a lot of the space I'm meant to take up in the world, both with music and now with the podcast, is just to point that out. Just yeah. to point it out to go, look, hey, here's a common emotion we're all having. Right. Let's talk about it in a real way. Yeah. Um, and be honest with each other yes. and not yell at each other, no. not make a meme out of it, not poke fun of it. Like literally sit down, open your ears and see what the person has to say Yeah, and, and digest it. And, and even at the end of all that, you still don't have to agree necessarily, mm-hmm. but you can hug each other's neck mm-hmm. and then you there, there'll be an understanding yeah. between the two people. Yeah. And there'll be a respect because both of them sat down. And just talked. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, I've said this probably to the point where it might bore some people, but the idea of sitting across the room and looking into somebody else's eyes and just talking to them mm-hmm. is almost a foreign concept anymore. Mm-hmm. And I also don't want to sound like one, you know, like an old timer and say that, you know, everybody's walking around on their phone. I disagree with the fact that this phone's a bad thing. I 100% disagree with that. You can make, literally, if you try hard enough, you can make a million dollars a year with an iPhone and nothing else. So, it's it's not the device. No. It's what we do. It's our heart. It's our attitude. Exactly. It's, it's, um, you're exactly right. So, I, I think that's what these new forms of media are, I think that's what the podcast can be. Yep. It's what your podcast is, is that not only do you sit down and have those, you know, eye to eye conversations, but we all get to witness it. We get right. to watch it. And, and even comment on it. Yeah. You know. And I think ultimately those kinds of things, being honest with ourselves, being honest with each other, looking people in the eye. Yeah. Um, that's good for our own souls. 
that's actually good right for us yes um not to mention it's good for our relationship or it's good for you and good for the world but it's literally good for us yes so i think those are the kind and that can be a broad field i I recognize that but i think that's kind of my starting point is what are some things that are good I like that. For us. Yeah. Um, There's a great podcast. Do you listen? Have you listened to the new Whitney Cummings podcast? Mm-hmm. Do you know who Whitney Cummings mm-hmm. is? She's a stand-up comedian, a very big-named one, but and a very, very funny lady and very smart, but her podcast is called Good For You, and it's kind of the same thing. Nice. They talk about, I mean, the one thing the podcast, I think, never has to be, it never has to be. This one thing. Yeah. I mean, unless, you know, unless you're talking about, I don't know. I mean, you could focus on something, but is your life ever focused on something? Nobody's, I I know. Yeah. Nobody spends. No. Now, now, your work may be or your passion, Mm -hmm. but there's still all these other things that encompass just Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. That That's why I don't think... You have to pigeonhole it. Yeah. I know for a fact I would just tune in to listen to us. you talk with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And you're already going to come at it with a certain point of view just from being a human being. Yeah. Every human being has a set of thoughts. Mm-hmm. A, you know, morals might be the wrong word, but a set of, you know, yeah. things in their head that they come into a conversation with. Mm-hmm. And the ones that can have those in your head but then have your mind changed, mm-hmm. those are powerful conversations. Mm-hmm. They are. Because, I mean, there's plenty of things that I'm dogmatic about that the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, I was so wrong. Oh, yeah. I was so wrong. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And you you never know. And it's amazing. You know, one of the things that comes up a lot on the podcast is people like, well, I don't have anything to talk about. No, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got something to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think that's so true. And, you know, talking about kind of breaking out of your dogmas and just the things that we're really staunch about when we're young for me at least that has that's come purely from meeting people and having experiences and um I, I always say, you know, people that follow the music, and this might happen to you too, people are like, oh, like, you know, this is amazing. You have so much in you to give. And, you know, I spent many years in church music, and there was always this commentary of like, oh, yeah, there's so much in you to give. And I, I realized several years ago, and this became kind of my response to that, was I literally, and I don't know if this makes me like an empath or, you know, what hippy-dippy word there is for it, but I literally am like a sponge, and I literally literally soak in goodness from all these people that I know and all these amazing experiences that I get to have and anything you see come out of me whether it's a music or a song or a conversation I have soaked that up from someone yeah from some book, from some person, from some experience or yeah. place. And, you know, I hope to bring that to to this podcast. Yeah. Um, I always think, like, gosh, if I could just get all the people who impact me in one room or if I could just share them with each other. And I, in a way, that I can think that's kind of that's kind of my starting point yeah. is just to share uh, all the beautiful people and experiences that impact me right. with with you know yeah that's the beauty of it you can sit down and talk to anybody you want to talk to yeah that's it Mm -hmm. anybody you want to talk to Mm -hmm. and it's it's gonna be great I'm I'm super excited excited about it well I you know you've made me excited about it (laughs) well you've given me a good good deal of confidence and I'm excited um 
Yeah, it's crazy. You know, kind of the same idea. When I started this, I let's, I've said this before a million times. Sorry, y'all, but I spend all day with a welding hood on. Mm-hmm. So there's air. I have headphones in, and I listen to podcasts all day or, you know, audible.com, like mm-hmm. books on tape, things like that, music too. Mm-hmm. But when my whole life, like almost everything outside of my day job has something to do with music in yeah. some way or another, mm-hmm. sometimes I need to turn the music off. Yeah, I don't listen to a lot of music. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, whether it's his big name like a Joe Rogan podcast or there's several smaller names of audible.com. I wish they were sponsored so bad. I love them so much. Just Audible? The, oh, oh. I love it so much. Audiobooks, that, I mean, that just like really. Because I'm a terrible reader. Transform. Well, I don't have time to yeah. sit. And well, honestly, getting into audiobooks. I started to make time for reading books because yeah. it was never like I had time where I just was sitting right. still. But, but you can do other things. Yes. And listen. drive. I was always in the car. Yeah. And now that I'm used to having this constant yeah. inspiration, now I do make time to read. Yeah. yeah. I get up. Because you can do it whenever you want yeah. to. You know, it's not sitting one spot with a book. Yeah. But I know? do that even more now. Oh, really? See, yeah. I don't. Because I'm, now it's like, no, I, I, got, I have to be reading. It. See, I'm terrible. I have to have like the audible stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm terrible at that because not because I'm a technically bad reader it's just I'm too ADD mm-hmm. like I'll just realize that I've been reading the same page for an hour yeah like it just doesn't work from the way I'm wired mm-hmm. but audible I can do a hundred things and just dodge it you know osmosis almost mm-hmm. and I love it so much I love it uh, I had a point to that I don't know what it was it must not have been very good must not have been very good at all. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it happens. Um, this is awesome. So if any of y'all out there watching on the live stream or if you listen to this when it comes out um, and you have, you know, you have an idea for what the name could be. Send it in. Send them in right we, now. We're Put not, it in the live stream if you want I'm to. I'm still uh, playing the field yeah. on names. I've not uh, committed. There's a couple of good ones out there floating already. Um, but, you know, if you got an idea yep. for what Deborah lands. Shoot it out. Yeah, let us know. So what else is going on in your world? I have one for sure question I'm going to ask you. You do? Yeah. But I want you to talk. Tell me what else is going on in Deborah uh, world. Well, so last year, again, much to your prompting, I feel like I should never make a decision unless I run it. <laughs> Don't do that. Can you be like my confessor or like my coach, I will definitely, coach I Greg? Will, I will definitely pick up the phone anytime you call. And I will talk to you about anything, but don't necessarily base your life choices off of what Greg Chaddis has to say. Well, (laughs) this one worked out. So uh, much to your prompting, um, late last year, uh, I invested in one of my songs. I Mm -hmm. invested a lot of time. I invested a shitload of money, if we're really being honest, um, (laughs) uh, to really produce and give uh, just release a particular song into the world and it was my song white suit oh so good and um used it on this podcast more than once thank you for that thank you for that it's Um, been in rotation for sure love it i love it that was a whole journey that was a whole um you know when i get in a creative mode and you probably have some similar season and process but there's a there's a time of labor. There's a time of, yeah. of it's like labor. It's mm-hmm. like you were, ex- it's like, I imagine if you're pregnant, you're excited. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then as you get close, you're like, oh shit, I actually have to push a watermelon yeah. out of my, you know, mm-hmm. body. Uh, my, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know why I like that word. It, it's a great word. Oh, you know where they make? You know where they use that word? It's from the movie Striptease. Is that where with it started? Demi Moore. Is that where I found got it from? Probably. Because I've been saying it for years. Well, that's an old movie. Yeah. And I had a DVD. I had a VHS of it when I was like ten. I don't know why. Or well, who Demi allowed. Moore's hot too. <gasps> Come on now. Oh, Lord have mercy. Still is. Yeah, if I had just like paid attention to my ten year old self, I would like <laughs> save myself some detours. But anyway, that it all started with striptease. It all started with striptease. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, I love that. Oh, so feeling much. flushed. <laughs> I love that so much. But you know that creative process, like, oh, you're excited, and it's like woohoo. But then for me, at least, there's this truly like you're facing like, oh God, I really have to deliver this thing um and I said with white suit last year I felt like I was having triplets and I was because there was there was a song and there was this live show that I literally just poured my whole guts into and then there was a video that just meant a lot to us and um well there's a lot there's a lot of weight yeah on that song yeah and And that song tackles some stuff and that was your you know I had a couple other options that were more I guess radio friendly mm-hmm. or more just commercially like oh this is a cute song yeah when we were looking to really invest and push one song and you and a couple other people um but you were so adamant because a lot of other people are like well i think this one but you know do what you want yeah. but you were like no yeah it has to be this song because of the weight because yeah. of the message and um and that's what we did and it just it took a lot out of me mm-hmm. I felt like I was recovering oh, I'm sure. from that maybe still I still might be yeah I can um, see that but definitely through the holidays so that was kind of the, like the end of the year but it just that was amazing and that continues to be amazing yeah. the, the mail that I get from that song a lot of moms a lot of dads and grandpas I suddenly have a a much older fan base that's beautiful though because those those are people that probably had to fight they were the people that came in with a certain notion and had to change their mind yes so that's that's been the interesting so for anyone who hasn't heard the song the song is uh uh, really personal it has a lot of really true tidbits in it but it's uh, I mean I think the first two lines say it all I wore a white suit to vote in 2016 my daddy wore a red hat Thanksgiving that year shit got more than a little awkward that's my awkward. favorite line uh, Lord have mercy y'all pray for my mama, my mama. Yep. and it's, the idea is that you know ironically the guy with the red hat which of course is calling to mind a, a Trump supporter maybe or just someone on the conservative end of the political spectrum ends up being the hero for for the person singing the song who yeah. who's a who's a gay person right. a, a gay woman and um, and that's very true in my life not just with my stepdad who who the song is really based on but um, a lot of people in my life who you know maybe the media or social media certainly would say this person is your enemy and hates your guts and will never support you that's just not true nope <laughs> it's just not it's not um because it's well it's just not it's just not it's just not and um that song resonated with people i think who have been made to feel like they're closed off yeah. just because of how they look or how they sound yep and I know you probably get oh, that. Oh, I get it with this accent. Yeah. I get it all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it resonated with that, but it also resonated with um, parents. I, I, I still am getting emails like, 
hey, my eight-year-old uh, told me that they're gay <laughs> or my 12-year-old told me that they're transgender or just something like that. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't even know where to start or I didn't know that I could still love my child. Mm. And your song gave me some words. That's amazing. And it's like, okay, because you've got these mamas that are, you know, then they've got to contend with maybe their spouse or their own parents or their church or their church. Oh my God. I mean, how many people do we know that have had the choice? I literally have a friend, one of my, one of my oldest friends I've had for a while when he was young, his parents were forced to either disown their child publicly or leave the church or, or be disowned by the church publicly. Either way, this was going to be in front of everyone. And like, that's not an isolated story and that's still happening. Wow. So, I mean, that's a whole other topic, but those are the kinds of emails I've gotten like, wow. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know how to go about loving my child or where to start, but you know, I'm sitting with your song every day and crying and figuring it out. And I'm like, well, shit. Okay. That's powerful. That's art. That's art. We just we just lay our experiences out there, and somebody else is having the same one, yeah, or a similar one. Yeah, I'm, yeah, definitely can relate. Yeah, like the weight of it is the same. Yeah. It's the same burden. Yeah, maybe slightly different mm-hmm. colored or different shape or yeah. different. But whatever. the emotion is the same. The every, yeah, yeah. That's, you know that comes back to the, the beginning of our conversation mm-hmm. is that. It, sometimes things look like we're we're different and having yeah. different, but we're not. But no, we're no. we're all experiencing really similar emotions. So yeah. I that kind of gave me the bug. Yeah, having that, having a song that was that personal and scary and vulnerable. Yeah. Um, Doing things that scare you are incredibly important. So important. I wish I would have learned that earlier. That being said, I mean, I did things that to other people might have been scary. I mean, right after high school, lived, went and left, lived in the Florida Keys. But those things aren't really all that scary. You can still come home. But to put up, put a song out like White Suit, that's, that can be, I can see how it would be scary. It was scary. Um, at the same time, I can't relate because I don't. I mean that's why I, that's why I was so adamant because you wrote this thing that only there are other people like you that could say it mm-hmm. but you wrote this one I couldn't write that song and say yeah. it I'm yeah like, what's this what's a white country boy know about what he's talking about right now I could say but I have friends yeah it's ridiculous but when you say it well, it means something it does but then it opens up the then it opens up the channel yeah the conversation to then, to then have the conversation mm-hmm. that we there are points of that yeah because you know you can you can identify with this thing and and I'm a southerner I'm a mountain person I yeah. have an accent and now we can talk about how the way we talk uh, gets us pegged gets us pigeonholed yeah and that's a whole that's a whole nother topic that's yeah. a whole nother emotion what does it feel like to if you if you speak the way that's natural to you right you feel stupid or yeah. people you know whatever and that's a whole nother yeah that's why I just tell people I talk slow I don't think slow and it just well, shuts it down usually and it, and I'm also you know I noticed I've noticed a bunch of people like getting down especially on social media about people's opinions of them and what they say about them and the advice they give them and I'm like 
maybe this is 42 year old Greg but I am so at the point where I mean don't get me wrong there are people in my life that their opinion matters yeah but even then it doesn't matter that much mm-hmm. you know there are some you know their opinion like if I ask like I could see me saying hey Deborah, what do you think about this yeah. then your opinion matters but when people just unsolicited give you advice about how you should live your life or how you should make your art or how mm-hmm. you should do anything mm-hmm. that their opinion does not matter mm-hmm. it doesn't I mean, and so <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with like putting out a song like White Suit. Like, because oh, yeah. you're wrestling with, oh man, there's going to be so many opinions about this. Oh, it was. I mean, just the just the term my daddy wore a red hat. Before so that, weighted. I wore a white suit to vote. It was 2016. <clears throat> yeah. Like, what does that mean? Like, Honestly, Mama, I, that meant I voted for Hillary. That's what that see, meant. I always wondered. You did. Well, see, I didn't know. What does the white... I never really... I'm, that was my guess, but uh-huh. why is the white suit important? I actually don't know. So... Um, it's really, it's, I, I remember this so vividly because I actually worked at Starbucks during the 2016 election. And so I saw, I mean, you see like so many people and people are coming in on their way to voting yeah. or after voting. So I know this happened, but I also saw it like in the media, but really my memory of it is from when I, I was working at Starbucks and people were, people were really excited to vote for Hillary. And a lot of women wore white suits, not, not just for Hillary, but for the idea that a woman is on our ballot for the first time ever. I didn't know that. And the white suit harkens back to the suffragettes. Oh, okay. And they were white. Okay. And they fought for the woman's right to vote. Yeah, I didn't know. Well, I mean, I know that part of history, but I didn't know the correlation with the white suit. Yeah, and so a lot of people during the 2016 election, simply because, whether they were, you know, Hillary fanatics or not, people were really proud and excited that a woman was on the ballot. And so they wore white suits to honor the suffragettes ah. um, who obviously you know fought for our sure. right to vote Absolutely. and I can remember working at Starbucks because I saw it like on social media but you don't know those people but working at Starbucks you have hundreds of people coming in and out that day there were a lot of people who they did they yeah. dressed up they dressed up in white yeah. now I have I didn't actually wear a white no, suit it, I wore my favorite t-shirt because I was excited yeah but it's you know symbolic. You know what's funny though is uh-huh. that you know the same guy with the red hat. Yeah. Actually, at the at the today's his birthday by the way. Happy birthday, Wayne Pop. I love oh, you. Oh, that's awesome. Um, we're at the release show, and somebody said, "Now, now, what does that white suit line mean? What does that mean?" And good old Wayne Pop, red hat man. He doesn't actually wear a Trump hat, but anyway, he's the one that chimed up and was like, "The suffragettes." It's for the suffragettes. They were honoring the suffragettes. But there you go again. There's that stereotype. Like, don't. Gone. The stereotype. Yeah. And it may be because of the song, or it may have always been inside him. Yeah. And always everybody assumed it wasn't. Yeah. Speaking of which, while we're here, Miss Carrie, Miss Madlife herself. Oh. She just commented. I want you to hear this because I think this is important. Okay. She says, the channels you are opening, Deborah, in your songs and in Undiscovered are so important. Well, 
I love that. And yeah. I, Miss Carrie, we were just, we were, I don't know if you had tuned in, but we were talking very glowingly about you. Well, that was we even before did. we even started. Yeah, also. Well, we, yeah, that's true. Carrie, I love, and that, that kind of goes back to, to what you, in the beginning, like, um, you know, competing with each other versus making connections and working together. I love, I could not be more in love with what uh, the levees do here and with what Mad Life does. I mean, I wouldn't know you if it wasn't for Mad Life. I I wouldn't wouldn't have probably written that song. I (laughs) I mean, it's, you yeah. know, it's it's everybody pitching in yeah. what they're We do have an pieces. amazing community. Oh, it's unreal. And it just keeps growing. Absolutely. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. And Mad Life kind of is the hub. Oh, I, f- I feel like I call Mad Life my home church. <laughs> well, that's all right. I think that's fine. It's my home church. Yeah. That's such a Southern thing to oh, yeah. have. Yeah, like, totally We're is. your home church, Mad, Mad Life. Life. <laughs> State and studio. <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that whole project, White Suit, um, it gave me the bug. You know, I want to keep saying uh, difficult things, not uh, not on that same topic, because there's more to life than yeah. who you're sleeping with. But um, yeah, there is. There's and I, and I have other scary things to say. Yeah. Um, but I want I want to keep doing it, and it's hard, and it takes a lot out of me, and um, it's hard to kind of face those ghosts and then say mm-hmm. them out loud. Yeah. And then you know, marketing and pushing something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, you're you're literally marketing your vulnerability. You are. Like you're literally putting money behind yes a project that scares the ever living hell out yeah. of you. And then, not on top of that, then it goes out to the world, and the thing that scares you the most, the entire world gets to judge whether or not you should have said it. Yeah. Or if you said it good enough. And the only way to make your money back is if a lot of people hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the more you're humiliated, yep. uh, maybe I'll make my money back. You know, right. like the irony. And, yeah. and most people I know who make <laughs> art, who write songs and perform songs, are like the last people on the planet who actually want that kind of attention yeah like yeah, we're like mostly what's that? there's a term you know everybody thinks that we're extroverted but there's a term in between extrovert introvert hmm. I can't remember what it's called but basically most performers are that so they can walk out on stage and they can seem like this extroverted funny not scared of anything mm-hmm. but then you need like three or four days where you don't talk to anybody mm-hmm. Just to recharge all that, like yes. you have, like it's literally you're going out with your battery full and mm-hmm. it drains you, mm-hmm. and you have to go away, mm-hmm. and then you come back, and mm-hmm. it's a constant cycle. I feel that, mm-hmm. and I experience oh, I that. Totally and I'm a, I'm trying to learn some coping mechanisms because you know you do have to go back to work, you do have to still speak to your family, mm-hmm. sort of. I mean, sometimes I just log myself in my bedroom yep. for a day or two, but. Um, but I, that, that whole process has been so meaningful, and so that's just and you what... you recorded that with Ben Ivey, right? I did. And love I'm, me some Ben. I love I me seen some him Ben. In a he, well, he's got that baby, that sweet yeah, baby. Well, I know. He's been I, in California, too, or has. something for the last week. Yes, and I think, he, I think he's staying busy, I hope. So it I'm does at, like it. It does, and I'm still... I'm in the studio with him again. <laughs> so we spent January tracking an EP, and... Um, How many songs you putting on it? Four more, and then White Suit will go on it. And it's all about... um, It's it's an album about vulnerability and authenticity and facing... 
scary stuff. Even the happy songs are actually, yeah. you know, there's some happy songs that sound happy, but the the, underlying the lyrics tone. are like, oh, this is dismal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like you want yeah. to. Yeah. I love like a, a really happy beat with a, like atrociously sad song yes. underneath. And I've said this and I will say this till I die. Boogie Shoes has been written. We're, we're good on happy songs. Mm-hmm. There will never be a person that can write a song that will make you happier than Boogie Shoes. Mm-hmm. It won't happen. So. When Boogie Shoes comes on, it makes you want to move. Mm-hmm. It makes you smile. <laughs> and then the, you, there is not a song that's going to make you happier yeah. than that. So let, I'm done with happy songs. We get, if I need a happy song, I listen to Boogie Shoes. Yes. Bring on the sad songs. Bring on the, Bring sad on the songs. songs that say something. Yeah. I like funny songs, too. But even the funny <gasps> songs need to say something. I need a funny song. <clears throat> write I, I keep trying, and then they're just stupid. So. I keep saying I'm going to write funny songs. And you then, have your beer truck song. That's funny. Yeah, but that thing's like 20 years old. It's still point. funny. It's still funny. So uh, that's that's what I'm doing. I, uh, so, yeah, we'll have a new project coming out. Awesome. Probably either last weekend of May or first weekend in June. I'm open to suggestions. Yeah, we're just about done. We've got a vocal day coming up here in two weeks, and um, we've got to get the art. Have you already got the artwork? No. Got to do the artwork and get it mastered and all that stuff. Ben goes quick though. Yeah. That's that's the beauty of hiring a professional team. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He's working when I'm not or when I'm. Oh, at my yeah. day job, he's yeah. Yeah, that's they're working. His day job. That's what they're doing. Yeah, that's what he does. So, yeah, you know, I just go in and point some things, and then sing some things, and it's like right. magic, magic. And then just walk away, and he comes back and sounds all pretty. Yes. Oh. And then I become a nightmare because I'm like. Then he starts stressing over it. Well, I'm like, I've, I've noticed like if I'm gonna pay money for it, it's gonna be perfect. So yeah. I will hear, I will hear things that you probably just shouldn't. Yeah, oh, here yeah. and I'm like okay at 2 2 minutes 15.2 seconds yeah Stephen Krause was I'm the worst I'm a quarter of a note off I need you to yeah there was there was this thing and I can't remember what it was but when when we recorded Krause's EP which is great it is so great go to uh, spotify.com mm-hmm. and just look up Stephen Krause it's very good um, I think it's called On the Way Home. Is that right? Yeah. Or On My Way Home. On The Way Home. Anyway, it's great. Just look up Stephen Krause and you'll find it. But there was this one little part and he goes, do y'all hear that? And everybody's like, nope. And like he would turn it up. Y'all hear that? No. Like none of us could hear it. (laughs) Like literally, it was like this phantom (laughs) went back to the studio and had Aaron like pinpoint this one little place. Even Aaron's like, no, but he swore he could hear it, and eventually, I guess he let it you go. Just give up, I, and either that or I just brought it back to his attention, and he will suffer over it again. Oh no! But that's all right. He, Maybe he, he won't remember it. where it was. In the I should be nice to him because he he texted me today and he goes, "Hey, do you want to see uh, Sturgill Simpson this Saturday?" Holy crap! And I was like, uh, yeah. "Yeah." He goes, "Tyler Childers is open," and I was like, "Oh, oh my god!" He goes, "Yeah, my buddy that works at some radio station gave us two free tickets. <gasps> you want them?" Yeah. Where are they? Uh, at Duluth, the Energy. Oh the, my god! The, what is it? The yeah, Duluth Energy in, yeah, Arena. Yeah, the Infinite Energy. Yeah, that's a good venue too. It's big, but there's not a bad seat. See, I've never been there. I've never been there. I know I where saw, it is, but I've never been there. I saw Dolly there. You saw Dolly there? I did. 
I've never seen, have you seen Dolly live? I don't think so. No. I don't think I have. I saw her there, and then I saw her at the Knoxville, like where they play basketball at mm-hmm. the arena. That was too big, and yeah. people were talking, and I just about. Yeah. Can't talk over Dolly. Oh my Art. God! I was losing my you shit. My me? ears were bleeding. I was about. I was just beside myself. You cannot talk over Dolly Parton. <sighs> well, don't do it in my presence. Uh-uh. Not later. Um, you know. I love me some Dolly Parton. If any of y'all out there watching or listening want another podcast to listen oh, to, boy. it's called Dolly Parton's America. Mm-mm-mm. It is so good. I mean, and it is so. And good. you don't even need to be a Dolly fan. Nope. It's history. Mm-hmm. It's music history. It's Southern history, it's women's yes. rights, and it's I never knew, so much stuff. I never knew the weight on nine, the song Nine to Five, no and idea. the whole. I mean, I remember watching that movie as uh-huh. a kid, but I didn't realize I had all no the clue. things around it. No idea. So many things, yeah. and that's yeah. It was They've beautiful. got interviews from who? I mean, Jane Fonda, Jane Fonda, um, um, Lily Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Who's I never even knew acted. I, all I knew her from was her. Uh, that you know, she was a comedian. Yeah. She did those phone calls. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What was that called? Uh, Laugh in. Yeah, but they would call. Yeah, and she would work for the, the phone service. Yes. And she would just give these. <laughs> it was her purpose in life to aggravate people. And to this day, it's some of the funniest I stuff love, I've ever she's heard. She's so funny. Do you watch Grace and Frankie? Uh uh-uh. On Netf- uh-uh. Netflix, it's Jane Fonda and Willie. Now um, it's like current, so they are they're old. They're like yeah. eighty. Oh, it's funny. I haven't seen that. They they have not lost their funniness i just i just uh got started watching um it's on hbo everybody's talking about it i watched the first episode last night um Dadgum, the outsiders oh i keep hearing about it's that pretty good. is it i just watched the first episode i'll tell you lock and key mm. you seen lock and key on I've netflix i've seen the i can so like good. see the title in my it's mind so good lock Whoever, l-o-c-k-e mm, yeah it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's so good mm. it's whoever came up with this idea i don't know what drug they were on <laughs> but it was a good one and they got super creative because uh, that did not come out of a normal brain i mean it was it's Fantastic. twisted in all the good ways. Yeah. Like, it's not gory. It's not anything, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I don't know that it's a, you should watch it with just anybody, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a little twisted in such a good way. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Because it's still fairly new. I'll tell you about it after this, but okay. I don't want to spoil it because it's still fairly mm-hmm. new. Uh and I'm super excited you're going to have your own podcast. Me too. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Mr. Carl's watching. Talk about another. <gasps> He's famous. Another, he, yeah, he is famous. He's back. They've been all <sighs> globe trotting. They're back now. Don't you love that? I, I just do. It's like this mixture of delight and jealousy that I view his life. Yeah, yeah. delight but, and jealousy. But we'll, you know, we'll get like there, that. maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I just love that. I mean, that's a life. Yeah. Just adventure. Just go. Yeah, just Something go. with a damn snake around his neck the yeah. other day. I was like, oh, my God. I would not have done that. <laughs> I would not have done that. Uh, he brought me that, that train right there. Him and Miss Paula did? brought that back to from Mexico for oh, me. That's beautiful. Because I, I never realized just how many train songs I sing. You know, it's actually the, I think, I want to say maybe the second or third time I ever met Car, uh, Carrie and Charlie. I almost mixed their names and make, said Carly. Carly. Yeah. Call Carly uh, Hood. Charlie said something like, how many train songs do you know? <laughs> and then I started counting them. I was like, 
way more than I thought it did. I didn't realize I played that many train songs. It's a powerful image. It is. I love. Oh, I love trains. And I just like them. the rhythmic and the sound of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know that the the horns. Most of them. Most of the train whistles. There's only two sounds. Some of them they're three, but they're dissonant on purpose. Oh. So to... you can hear them from further away. Mm. That's a problem. Everybody told me that. That's I can't remember. Yeah. I love trains. Yeah. Just love the sound. Yeah. It's relaxing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we had dinner the other night with your lovely wife, Robbie. And your lovely and my wife. my lovely wife, Miss Leanne. She fed us good. She did. That is one of her. She's good at cooking. Mm-hmm. She's good at it. And she loves doing it. Mm-hmm. Loves feeding people. That's her, her love language is feeding sweet? people. Oh, it is sweet. And, yeah. I mean. She made tacos right before I came over here. She even made them early. She wasn't even hungry yet. Oh. I told her, I was like, you don't have to do that. That is She's really. You eat otherwise, oh. which is right. I wouldn't have. But, yeah. But you told, well, actually, you didn't tell me that. You told me this at the Canton Theater. And if you don't want to talk about this, 100% fine. But you, we were talking at the Canton Theater after my set, and you said, I quit going to church. <laughs> And I was like, we got to talk about that. Now, you don't have to talk about it here, but there's got to be some reason behind that. Let's talk about it. This is like a major, like, shift for me. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, like, forever. Probably not. Probably not, but who knows. Who knows? Uh, But, you know, I'm 33. I have never, not even once, woken up on a Sunday and said, ah, I'm not going to go. Yeah. And not go. Like, it's either I'm deathly ill. Like, right. I actually, as a child, I got everybody sick because I came to church yeah. sick or not. It's either, like, you're really sick or you have a planned vacation. Yeah. I think there was one stretch where I didn't really have a whole lot of help at the church I was working in. I think I went, like, two whole years, maybe three, and didn't take a single Sunday off. That, that was probably unhealthy, but so probably. you know, I'm 33. I've Once never, in a while, you need to sleep in on a Sunday. Yeah, and I did get better. Yeah. Like the last probably even like five years of working in a church, I got into a much healthier yeah. balance with that. But um, yeah, you know, I'm 33. I've never willfully not gone to church, and here I am, like three. Three whole months in. So was there a catalyst or was it more, I just need a break to like digest what I really think? No, it definitely wasn't that. You know, I think people are like, because they see my life and they think I'm busy. And by, that is like the biggest pet peeve. People are like, you're so busy. I'm like, I love a lot of things and I live with my whole life. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't do anything I don't love. Right. I don't feel busy. I feel like I don't waste my life. But anyway, I digress. Um, People see my life and they think, oh, like you're so busy, you must have been burned out. And it's actually the opposite. I got, I think I got hungry for something, like ravenously hungry for something that I wasn't finding there what was your appetite for or do you know yet I don't know yet there but there's something was missing yeah um part of that I know is what we've been talking about in terms of 
what it means to be an artist Mm -hmm. and to say scary things just to the world, not in this safe bubble. Mm -hmm. Because I've been saying scary things, you know, in this very safe context of church and within walls and um, uh, but the past several years and really really probably since coming to Mad Life if you know the levies are still tuned in but Mad Life has been a huge catalyst for this um, I, I don't know if it's the risk of just being kind of soul bared to strangers and people who you you don't know if they know you or receive you or not but um I don't know. I've found those connections, both connections with people and honestly connection with, with God and with spirit um, increasingly more outside of those four walls. And mm-hmm. and I sort of, I knew it was going to happen. Actually, my very first record, I don't know if you've heard anything from it, but I it, have. it's um, it's a live worship. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all, great. All original. It mm-hmm. is great. It is great. Special. That was a special, special yeah. time. And um, that whole project... So I feel like this is kind of what happens to me. I, I write songs, and it's almost like I'm a prophet to my own life. I write songs, and then that's where my life goes. Well, it's probably because that's what you were thinking about that you didn't know you were thinking yeah, about. Yeah, it's a subconscious. Yeah, yeah that's like probably. it's finally coming out. Yeah, you so, found a therapeutic way yes. to like to let it go. So that whole project, which um, this month I will have released five years ago. Wow. That whole project. Um, is called Live Worship. Yeah. Live Worship. It was a live record, so it, you think it says live worship, but it's Live Worship. And the whole thing behind it I was... I actually always thought it was live yeah, worship. My prayer in that, and it was a live event, and I talked about it a lot at the event, but just in general, my internal prayer throughout that project and that season of my life was, God, like, church is awesome, and you're presence is awesome and this connection is awesome and this growth is awesome and and it's it's beautiful you know I've spent I've spent decades at this point watching people experience God I come from a very uh, experience driven tradition Mm -hmm. and I watch these connections happen like this is beautiful this is beautiful and in that season of my life the prayer really turned and it was I want to see this out in the world Mm. I want to see this kind of connection, this kind of emotion, this kind of experience outside of the safety of these walls. Mm-hmm. Because, well, I see that as the model that we see in our Christian tradition is that, like, it, I don't know. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But anyway, that was my prayer is I want to see this in the world. Take me out of the church. Because um, well, I, know, I know you exist outside. I know this is not the only place you live. Well, I think kind of what you were going with with not going down the rabbit hole is, is like there's this uh, hypothesis that inside these four walls of this church is where you're the most safe. And that the whole outside of this world, the people don't think like we do. Uh-huh. Which is wrong, 
that's for the right. most part. Yes, that's right. But that is what is conveyed. I mean, I'm the son of a Southern Baptist preacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, Sunday mornings, you got up, you went to Sunday school, then you went to service, mm-hmm. then you went to wherever, Quincy's to eat, which yeah. is a, like a little... Daniels, as the yeah, name of the place yeah. you went. Or you know, the like Monte Alban. Somewhere. Yeah. Maybe went and got some Mexican... Yeah, Monte McAllister's or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you went home, and you either when you're younger, you went and played outside, and then you went back to church, yep. and then you might have went to eat again, and yep. then you started your... Yep. That's what Sundays were. Yeah. Wednesdays, <clears throat> you got a prayer meeting. I mean, yep. that's just your life was planned by that. Mm-hmm. So I also understand waking up one day and going... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I also can respect the fact that you do people that just keep doing it, you know. Yeah. But there is something to be said of that. It becomes very isolated, mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite that w- the way it should be taught. I mean, there, I'll be honest with you. There's part of me the older I get the, that I've become more and more agnostic uh-huh. and, and to the point where I'm like I don't know yeah most of the time it leans more to I know yeah but there are many days I wake up where I'm like I don't know man mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. so and I think that's okay too to yeah. some extent I think everything in your life you need to question oh little. my gosh I think you need to yeah well especially so you know I still man this whole process the older I get the bigger God gets yeah I mean uh, to me and but part of that especially if you're of that persuasion that there's a God and God is big and God is you know something meaningful what kind of a God can't take a question right what, yeah. What is faith if if, if you made everything? If there's no doubt, or, yeah. Or even if what is faith if there's not a doubt pushing against it? Yeah. What's well, there'd nothing. be no such thing as faith. No, there is not. Because the whole idea of faith is you you entrust something. Yeah. That you can't see. Yeah. You can't touch and you can't prove. Yeah. And no matter how godly you are. If, if you have someone sh- just says, show me, mm-hmm. that's where faith is. Because you can't. You no. can't. It's impossible. Yeah. No matter how much anybody wants to try, mm-hmm. that's what faith is. Mm-hmm. Faith is knowing that it's there and I can't prove it to mm-hmm. you, but I believe it. And there's so much integrity in saying that. And I, I mean, in general, no, I have not left church because I'm mad or anything. But yeah, after 33 years in an institution, there are some things that piss you off, yeah. especially if you've loved it, which I have loved the church mm-hmm. more than anything I've ever loved in my life. So there are some things that I want to be better and yeah. that are, you know, uh, upsetting to me. And that's probably one of them is that let's have some integrity around our conversations. And I, there are amazing churches and communities that Oh, I don't think this welcome. conversation at all is no, bashing no. church. No, no. But like, but let's have some integrity in that and yeah. just say doubt is part of the process. Yeah. Questions are part of the process, especially if you believe in God. How would I ever get to know you unless I asked you a question? Right. That's how I get to know yeah. you. That's my the brother whole Jesse. Basis of a podcast. Yeah. My brother Jesse always talks about that. Like yeah. how that's how you get to know somebody. Yeah. You, you ask them questions. <coughs> and in so many in so many faith communities, I think there just is there's just no room for a question. There's just no yeah. room. Um 
for imagination. And for me, that's literally the opposite of what God is. God is, yeah, you know, create. If God has created everything, like there's there's some room and, for and, imagination. And then, and if He's infallible, like He doesn't mess up, mm-hmm. then then how can like for example, I know for a fact that the church I grew up in. If I took you to my church, there'd be people looking at me cross-eyed to this day. Now, my mm-hmm. dad wouldn't be one of those people, mm-hmm. but there's people in that church mm-hmm. that would look at me cross-eyed. I don't have time for that. I'd I sing to them and make them cry, and it'd be okay. Yeah, it would. I do sing I, in places like that. I, yeah, and you should. I do. And maybe that's where <laughs> you're next. Maybe that's the mission field you're after. I don't uh, know. But my point is, like, if, if, if God doesn't make a mistake, then how can all these people who are full of love and live life so many different ways than maybe I, the way I was raised or even different than I do. Yeah. But don't, how are they wrong? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to, to cause I'm, I, I'm interested in what's real. Like I, I told you the other night at dinner, I think kind of my biggest value in life is I don't have time for bullshit. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting that way, my well, yeah. I just don't, and so if I'm gonna do something, I want it to be real. Yeah. And not that church isn't real at all, but it's like that's been a very safe place to practice mm-hmm. some hypothetical things and mm-hmm. to grow and to be safe, and that is so important. So oh, important. it is very important. But it's also like, okay, let's put this stuff to the test. Let's actually get out and like live what we say and not be afraid of someone yeah. who's different and not be afraid that they might have a different idea of the right. world and um, hear them out yeah and you actually not agree actually love our neighbor as ourself yeah. maybe just yeah. listen to them and, and just listen so i'm really interested in, in how all these things that you know we practice in this safe bubble how they actually play out in the real world and what I've learned by getting out into the real world, surprise, surprise, is they work. Yeah. They do play out. Yeah. Yeah, human beings get this, like, horrible rap that, like, everybody out there is just horrible. And, like, you know, white people and black people can't get along. And gay people and straight people can't get along. And every transgender person in the whole wide world wants to do something weird in my bathroom. It's ridiculous, people. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Human beings, for the most part, are pretty good. And the weird thing, you're talking about nurturing. I was thinking this while you're talking about that. You can be nurtured your whole life. In something to you that seems loving, it feels like a big warm hug. And then when you go out to the world, you realize, I've been taught wrong for 30 years. Mm-hmm. If you're able to open your mind, or maybe you're not, mm-hmm. but you can nurture someone mm-hmm. and turn them into a horrible human being because mm-hmm. it feels like love. Mm-hmm. Love, mm-hmm. it feels mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it. You know, if yeah. if somebody's never been paid attention to their entire, I, I was just listening to this podcast about the, the uh, DC sniper. All right, yep. so it was a young guy yeah. that did all that, and he was nurtured. Oh, yeah. He was nurtured, and he was what he'd never been loved before, mm-hmm. and the nurturing turned him into one of the worst serial killers in the history of humanity. Mm-hmm. So nurturing can be a weird thing. Mm-hmm. you got to be careful with what blanket you warm up with. Yeah. That's, that is so true. It is. It is true. I don't know where that just came from. Well, that's really interesting. 
So, you know, I don't know. It may just be temporary. I did go to an Ash Wednesday service uh, near my house, which was so nice. That was another thing. Yeah. I, I uh, The church I, I worked in for 10 years, I used to live really close to there. Um, and that was great. And then I got married and moved to BFE. Mm-hmm. And so we were driving a really long yeah. way. And and um, that church actually kind of had a transition. They, they went to a different location. And I was more of a director of arts. And I put on, like, a lot of pr- productions and mm-hmm. did a lot of, like, open jams. And, mm-hmm. like, it was not really just worship leading on Sunday morning. And, um, you know, so they're kind of... Their dynamic changed, and it didn't necessarily make sense to have someone, I think, that did the things that I did. They needed something a little different, and we were driving really far and spending a whole day, which... That's a lot when you it is a lot. when you when you work. Yeah. And then I was gigging, you know, on Saturdays, so it it just became. Yeah. So, but it was a long transition. I I transitioned out over a period of like ten months, so it wasn't just like no, just oh, one I'm day. Not I'm not going out. anymore. No, no, I had responsibilities. Throw it in my and, suit, I'm out. Yeah, no, no. I I was on the staff for almost ten years, and just lovely. I mean, every almost every good thing in my life came from that community and sure. so it was it was a long transition but so it's interesting it might not last forever but I'll tell you I, it's transformed our lives our, our family to be able to just sit down and have breakfast together yeah like look the kids in the eye yeah <laughs> make them bacon right to, or just sleep in a little yeah. bit Life's more simple than we think it is. It, try to make it right. really complicated. Yeah, we we do try to make it complicated. Yeah. We, and it it's because of things we've talked about tonight. It's opinions. It's mm-hmm. the rat race of things. Mm-hmm. It's the you know it's all those things and and it, it's amazing when you just turn your phone off for a minute and you realize oh yeah the world's still out there but it's not bothering me right now like we, we do it in our own head we we make it up in our, and I'm yeah. one of the worst I'm like I'm an overthinker I overthink oh, yeah. all the time oh yeah and the older I get the less I think I do it but I still do it especially like in relationship stuff like, mm-hmm. are you mad at me mm-hmm. I saw a meme earlier today it was hilarious it said uh, how to ease my anxiety just tell me that I'm, you're not mad at me every 15 minutes of every hour for the rest of your life. And I'm really not that, that bad, but I am, but I am, I am, I can be that way. Well, kind of, that brings up something I've thought about a lot and I haven't really ever said it out loud, but that's kind of the irony of memes. That's what makes memes like oh, powerful and influence is that we realize they're cave paintings. Yeah. They're important. Yeah. And it's things that you think I'm the only, like I'll see a meme and yeah. I'm like, oh, I thought that yeah. literally yeah. every year of my life. Yeah. I never knew other people. Right. No, memes are incredibly important. It's crazy. And, and some of them are hilarious. And, but yeah. some of them, yeah, even in their funniness, they, yeah, exactly. You see how alike oh. we are, yeah. even in these small ways that we think. Or, right. These little bit, that, yes. I mean, there's, uh, yeah, there's millions of examples uh-huh. of, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. I do. And it goes back to, you know, kind of the underlying talk of this conversation is like we're all the same Mm -hmm. we're all the same Mm -hmm. we may like different foods we may talk differently but 
underneath it all, we're the same. Yeah. Our hearts still feel the same things. Mm-hmm. We all carry weight. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you smile when you're not happy. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the saddest people in the whole wide world are the ones that walk around with a smile on their oh, face absolutely. all the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, and yeah, but I do believe that memes are the, our version. Of, they're the digital imprint of cave paintings. I could buy that. They capture everyday life. Yeah. And they're. I think they're important. Yeah. I think they can be destructive, too. But good art can do that. That's true. Like a meme is yeah. actually a, a well-formed meme. Is, mm-hmm. It's art. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. I believe that. You know, I do, too. I, I wouldn't have thought that, but it is. I've grown to believe that art is is where some someone expresses a point of view and there's a whole bunch of other people that can go, oh, me too. Me too. I didn't have words for it, but me too. Yep. I heard Lady Gaga in a, who, I, I'm a big fan of Lady Gaga. Oh, me too. I think she's really smart and just on it, but she, I heard her in an interview. Someone asked her, it might have been Oprah, <laughs> um, when did you know you had made it? And I think they were looking for a, some kind of quantifiable answer. Yeah. And Lady Gaga said, I knew, I knew I had made it when I looked out at the audience and saw people like me. When I realized mm. I was speaking, pe- people like me had come to see me. Yeah. And I, I think that's so true because that's the role of an artist. You, you speak out a perspective and you've got the talent and gift to make it into words or a picture or, or something that's out in the world. Yeah. But it's like, you've just represented what a lot of other people can go. Oh, Oh, she's like me. I didn't, I didn't know how to say it or I didn't know how to deal with it or I didn't know what exactly but are just as simple as I'm not alone I'm not alone which sounds simple it's not but yeah yeah I'm not alone there's somebody out there that oh she gets it yeah and that's powerful that's I mean that's incredibly that, powerful yeah it's incredibly powerful mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean I think that's what white suit did I think you got a small taste of that. Yeah. That's why I was so adamant about it. I don't want any credit for it whatsoever, but that's what, when I heard you, when I heard that song, I was like, the, you have to put this out. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I even specifically, I think my exact line was, if you don't make this your single, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. You did. And you were and so adamant. And of course adamant. I was kidding. Well, yeah, but. But I, I wanted it, I wanted you to know that I hear the weight in this. Yeah. I can't say this. Yeah. But I 100% get what you're trying to say. Well, and that's why people have to say it. Because even if nobody else is allowed to say whatever, yeah. th- still, people are like, this needs to be said. There yeah. there are certain groups I can't speak for personally. Right. But somebody needs to. Somebody and can. As they and as soon as they do, I'm gonna get behind it. Yeah, I can't speak for the black community. Nope. I cannot. No, I can't speak for the gay no. community. No, but, but I can support the hell out of you when yeah. you do something and get behind. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the beauty. I think as art, you express something that people can get behind and connect yeah. to. Yeah, and and it, it gives the voice. Maybe it's you know it gives. It gives me the ability to have the conversation with somebody else yes. because you you open the door to allow me to like, hey, have you heard my friend Deborah's yes. song? And then we get to talk about it. That 
what has been the most surprising and my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think I kind of alluded to it, but I've heard much more feedback from allies mm. mm-hmm. than actual, pe- you know, gay people. Yeah. Obviously, the gay people shared the hell out of it and sure. were, were proud and happy. But who, the people emailing me. Yeah. The people calling me, the yeah. people passing my information around are the allies, are people that are like, I, I wanted to, I want to have these conversations. But I don't know how. But I don't know how, and I don't want to overstep or, you know, whatever. And this song is an opening for me. And it's yeah. like, well. Good. Sign, and I think that yeah. that's what kind of has lit my fire to... To, to make a certain to make music in a certain way and to let go of certain things that certain activities and things that were taking my time because um, that is so powerful to me yeah. that feels like doing something yeah that feels like changing the world and it is it, you well, did well that's what I want to do well you started excellent I mean you 100% <laughs> started I mean I, I'll never forget when I heard that song. Mm. I'll never forget it. I remember it's because didn't you send it to me like before it went out? Yes, because we had the podcast. But no, that was what you recorded that way after that. You sent it to me though before it was out in the world, and I remember playing it for Leanne. I probably I, well, if this is the year anniversary, I was on your podcast yeah. in March. We Mar- recorded it in June, so I was already okay. Then I maybe. was at least thinking about it. And probably even had time booked. I, yeah. was, I was probably trying to decide. But I think once you got, you sent me like once, maybe once you were done recording it, you sent it to yeah. me. Yeah, oh, like I did. Before yeah. in the world. And I remember playing it for Leanne. And I was like, this, this is, this is important. Mm-hmm. That's all I could say. Like I kept stuttering through it. Like this is important. Mm-hmm. And those, those moments are rare even as a songwriter you might mm-hmm. you know you might get five more you might not yeah but that is important mm-hmm. and if if and I, I certainly think that you will write more songs just as powerful as that but even if you don't mm-hmm. that that means that that means something mm-hmm. especially at the time it came out and I think that was one reason why I was so adamant about it I was like mm-hmm. of any time in the world yeah this is the time to say it yeah I mean it's time to stir the pot. We need to stir the pot. It is. Yeah. You know? And it doesn't matter. Your political beliefs don't have to be no, the same. That's not the point. But, yeah. But, but but part of it could very simply be it may make somebody think about their political beliefs. Mm-hmm. And then they can decide, ah, I'm still a Republican, but I get what she's saying. Mm-hmm. I and we should maybe, all be thinking about it. Maybe I rethink some things. Yeah. And we should all be thinking yeah. about all those things we yeah. should we can't it's yeah. no good for us to right. just go through life with this you know yeah in the same box we were in as a 15 year old right. or as a 20 year old yeah every day you should look at something and say man i used to think that but i might be wrong mm-hmm. or maybe you're not yeah maybe you're not maybe you're and not. that's a beautiful discovery yeah. too like yeah. huh no i really do feel this way yeah but then you can stand in it with integrity yeah because you, because you, you looked at every side, yeah. you you actually immerse yourself into the things going around, on around you. Mm-hmm. You talk to people different than you. That's one thing I love about this podcast, and I think that's something that's going to be beautiful about yours too. Is I think you will be the kind of person that will sit across the table from somebody that may not agree with mm-hmm. you, and 
by the end of the the night, most likely y'all going to hug each other's neck. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. whether you come to an agreement or not. Mm-hmm. And some of it might not be that, mm-hmm. you know, but. But that's what's the important part, I think. I don't, yeah. I don't think where we stand on these issues or how we vote. That's not. No, the, no, no. That's not the part no. I'm going to be worried about when no, I'm laying I, on my deathbed. No. It's going to be, how did I talk to that person? Yeah. yeah. Did I get to meet as many different kinds of people yeah. as possible? Did yeah. I have every experience I possibly could? Right. I don't it's, care if you're Republican, Democrat, be, Libertarian. No. It don't matter to me. On my deathbed, I'm probably not no. going to give a crap who I voted for no. in 2020. You won't. I won't even be thinking about that. Yeah. You might not even remember it. No, I might not. You might not. I and mean, But I will be thinking about how did about, I treat that other How did human? I treat that person? Yeah. And did I give them a chance to get to know them? Yeah. And... That's or did I stay? You know, I think my biggest fear is that of is just of not experiencing things, of getting to the end and being like, oh my god, I could have done some more. Yeah, I went nowhere. I met no one. I was this one thing yeah. for eighty years. Right. That's, that's that's scary. That's the worst. Oh, I like, mean, if I if I knew the next twenty years of my life was going to be doing the same exact thing. Oh, Take, no. I mean, like, let's just be done. done. Let's I'm be done. Because it's going. Yep. Now, that's I've been me. loved to still be doing this podcast in 20 years. But, that but the, that's, this doesn't encompass my whole life. No. It's my favorite thing I do. Yeah. But it doesn't encompass everything that makes but up who Greg is. if you've not learned is. anything in 20 years, if you've yeah. not read a new book, if you've not seen a new site, I mean. Yeah. And, and, you know, the podcast, just if you look at it from a practical sense, this podcast would start to suck if I wasn't in the world. Yes, it would. Like meeting people. Yes, and, it would. And then meeting somebody super interesting, like, hey, come sit down and talk to me yep. for an hour or two. Yeah. And then, and let, again, let the world hear what you've mm-hmm. got to say. But if I'm closed-minded all the time, like, no, nah, I just talk to people about this one thing. Mm-hmm. That's one thing, like, it keeps coming up. Like, well, you make a music podcast, right? No. That's not my intention. Just ninety percent of the people I know yeah. tend to make music. Right now, it's gonna get brand. It, yeah, yeah. I got all kinds of. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, it'll probably always be centered around music because it won't be centered around music. It'll be centered around songs. Yeah, the songs are still very important to me. Mm-hmm. But I, there's a bunch. Of, I want to talk to all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not and. It would be it would be boring to me if every week like well all right this is why I write songs yeah there's only at some there's, point yeah you, nobody's gonna tell me a new story about why they write songs yeah no we all do it for mostly the same reason yeah to get something off our chest to make ourselves mm-hmm. feel better so Todd Snyder has us when you first if you ever go see him play which I highly recommend. But he'll ha- he has what's called the 18-minute speech, and it's not really 18 minutes, but every show he's been saying the same thing for as long as he's been on stage. But he's changed the last little bit of it, and he goes, I didn't come down here to share my opinions with you because I think they're wise or because you need to hear them. I came to share them with you because they rhyme and they make me feel better. And, and some of his stuff is funny and some yep. of it's political and some yep. of it's just a love song but it, the hmm. whole like that's why that's why I write songs yeah to get the emotion that I got off my chest so I can go deal it's the same thing as exercising it is it's the same thing yes it's, it's a release it's yeah. a pressure valve yeah. it's a tick yeah you gotta get it off your chest so yeah. you can go on with your life I mean it's the same thing and that's why I think 
how it, these these introverts are half introverts. It's that's an ambivert. Ambivert. That's it. Okay. Yeah. That's how Carrie, we end up doing this. It's Carrie not Hood that, let me know that. Oh, excellent. Yeah. It's not that we just want attention or to perform. It's like I have to get, I have to process yeah. this. Yeah. I have to metabolize this. Yep. I got to metabolize it, and then if something good comes from it, yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, and every not, once in a while there's a white suit and you're like yeah. okay now I really gotta put yeah. this out there but even then it ain't about like some success it's no it's just, not about a I, monetary thing I have the, it just has to be right. away from me it has but to I be do, out there but I do like people knowing and one thing I, I feel like I've said this a lot too but it is you're right it's not about filling your pocketbook mm-hmm. but I do think it's important for people to understand how much blood sweat tears and cash mm-hmm. go into making just the the one recording of White Suit yep. and there's some serious dollar bills wrapped up in that four minutes I gigged myself to death yeah. last year just to pay for that and it made one song yep yeah so I, I want people to understand that because look I mean I get why everybody uses Spotify. I get why you use Amazon Music or Apple mm-hmm. Music. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. And I don't blame you for it. No, I do. I, yeah, I do too. I, I love I have music. Amazon Music because I have Amazon Prime mm-hmm. and you get it for free. Mm-hmm. So I drop Spotify and I listen to everything on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, when my friends come out with something new and it costs 99 cents, I spend a dollar. Yeah. But... People need to understand how much goes into that because I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people do, and mm-hmm. I think I think that's one reason why. So, it, like, there's definitely a drop off now in people coming out to live shows and people because I think everything's so accessible now, mm-hmm. and I can't decide like if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, most of me thinks it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But because we couldn't do this right now, yeah. people didn't do that exact thing. Mm-hmm. There'd be no reason to do this. I mean, unless you're doing it on radio and nobody listens to radio. No. Except old people. Old people and, uh, you know, talk radio listeners. Yeah. And sports. That's it. Yeah. Regular radio. I mean, country. the country radio is terrible. <laughs> there hasn't been... I mean, even the rock and roll they play, you can go find an indie person that's infinitely oh, better. Oh, absolutely. Like, if you want to find real music, you're not going to find it on radio. I don't no. care what genre. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're just into listening to oldies. And yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, mean, I like the Beach Boys as much as the next guy. But I, I don't know. I, I kind of got lost in that whole thought. But the whole, the idea of what goes into making something. Like, my buddy Mark Grunhofer just tuned in a little minute ago. Hey, Mark. Hey, you know Mark? Have you met Mark? Um, not personally, but Y'all I listen to, to him other. all the time. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, yes, his he music's is. awesome. But if you knew the grind that guy goes through to get those streams, and he's got a bunch of them. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I just want, I guess if, if I can convey anything just in this little tiny moment of this podcast, don't take this as the overreaching you know, main part of this, mm-hmm. but like the work that goes into these things is intense, mm-hmm. and for the most part, it's free. Yeah. So, yep. just understand that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. All right, I'll get off my soapbox. It's a good soapbox, and yeah. it's you know it's hard to talk about, and because that's the thing, it's like <laughs> I would make music 
if I lived in a hole by myself yeah. and I was just tapping two rocks together. Yeah. It's going to happen. And I would be just as happy. Yeah. I don't need to sing for anybody right. or make anything fancy. Yeah. But, so it's not that. It's not that. Right. But there is a certain drive to connect with people. Yeah. And you have to create content. You do. Good content. Yep. Content that's pleasant to the yep. ears. It either needs to be pleasant or it needs to piss them off. Something. Or it, but even then, it still needs to be a good recording. Because <laughs> yeah. if something's, you know, just crappy, you can't stand to listen to it for right. 30 seconds. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's my soapbox. I don't even know why I got on I that. don't know, but it's important. Well, it's because a lot of work goes into it. It does. A lot. It I mean, does. Uh, and I, have, I see so many of my friends, you know, you play a gig... And let's say you get paid $150 for that gig. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, 20 of, that, 20 of that's going in your gas tank. Mm-hmm. All right. Another probably 20 of it, give or take, is going to be food. Mm-hmm. So now you're down to, you know, 110 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then your average song, just a song, is going to probably cost you at least $1,000. So you know how many gigs? Oh, yeah. Oh, to record something? Yeah, just one. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. No, don't forget about an album. No. Well, number one, you should forget about an album anyway because nobody digests albums anymore. Yeah. I don't care who. I don't, Led Zeppelin could all, every one of them could come back to life right now <laughs> and write an album and nobody's. It, That's it's, really sad. Yeah. My taste is for albums, so that trend makes me sad, yeah. but. I well, I mean, understand. there are some people that still do it. I mean, Sturgill Me? Simpson. Oh, yeah. makes them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sturgill Simpson just put out a full-length album with an anime thing that goes on Netflix. You haven't seen that? Oh, so good. Interesting. Yeah, he came out with this album. Can't remember the title of it right now. But he recorded the album, and then he sat on it for two years. Wow. Because during that two years, he went to Japan, and he found the best anime artist alive. <laughs> and he gave them the album and said, make... So when when you watch it on Netflix, mm-hmm. from start to finish, hit the, the album is the back. There is no talking. The, it mm-hmm. plays the album through, and it's the most beautiful anime you've ever that seen. That is really cool. I highly recommend watching it. When it's on Netflix, uh, man, I can't think of what it's called right now. But if you look up Stars of Samson Netflix, it is so good, and you'll hear How the album. Interesting, yeah. And then like the best. The best. It took them two years, and I think a grand the thing grand total is like forty minutes long because yeah. it's just the album. Yeah, it's just an album. It's amazing. So there are a few that's people out there that can still do it, but that's still a pretty grand scheme. You yeah, know, I can't decide to do that today because no. that costs money. And he probably won't do that again. He'll never do it again. Like that's a Doesn't one. Have to. Yeah. So well, I heard an interview with him a while back that said uh, he said I'm gonna make five albums, and then he'll never hear from me again. <laughs> And I think that was number three or four. Wow. Like, I'm done. I'm out of this rat race. I'm making five albums, and I'm out. We'll see if it comes true. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Every single album's been different, so Mm -hmm. we'll see. So there are still people that can do it. Willie Mm -hmm. Nelson does it, or did it. Red Hat and Strangers, my favorite concept album ever. He's Willie. Yeah. It's my spirit animal. Him and Carl Oligny. Carlo Ligny and and, uh, and uh, Willie Nelson. Those are some good, mm-hmm. good yeah, role models. I think you'd be all right with that. I think so. And Mr. Dallas McGee's all right. Too. Yeah, have you met Dallas? No, You're going to love him. I saw that y'all are doing, We're doing something. We're doing the Cosmic Cowboy Tour. 
starting with that one. And yeah, you should come out to that. It's going to be fun. He is, Where is that one? It's going to be at the Hall now. Okay. I think April 24th. Uh-huh. I think that's right. Uh, Sound and Fury. Thank you, Miss Carrie Hood. Sound and Fury is what it's called. It's the name of the album. Oh. And that's the name of the Netflix. Oh, Sound yeah, and Fury. So good. Cool. It is so good. Oh, Sue. This has been a fun conversation. This has. What else is going on in your world? Do you got anything else you got to tell the people? I think, you know, that's it. I, I will probably do um, really two main shows this year, hopefully two. I like that. And that's pretty much going to be it. There's a couple special things. Uh, Norcross, I was part of their very first Pride Festival mm-hmm. last year, which blew up. They expected 50 people, and it ended up 2,000 people. So this year will be pretty big. So I'm, <laughs> I'm playing that again. Awesome. Um, it should be a big thing. Um and then there's a couple other just like little special, more songwriting things. But as far as my things that I just am going to drive people to, mm-hmm. probably two shows. One early June, late May. CD release? Yeah. Or album release? Yeah. I don't know EP. Why. Yeah. yeah. EP release? And then probably November, like late November. And if I don't know how I'm going to pull it off yet. But I may record a little bit more mm-hmm. later in the year. I think that's wise. I, I think that's kind of where I'm at, too. I mean, I'll probably keep doing my Sunday patio gig here. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't know that I'm going to take... I'm not going to say I won't. I've got a handful of them, but I'm not going out of my way to book them. It's hard when you don't, you know, you don't actually... <clears throat> make money and you yeah. and you may not even make any new fans there right. if i play mad life i will always make some new fans oh, i will yeah. always make some good connections i will always meet somebody mm-hmm. i met chris wheeler on the patio yeah. that's how i got into that documentary yeah. um so there are certain places right. that it's always going to be yeah. worth it no matter what um but a lot of a lot of gigs you'll take even if it looks like it pays okay there's yeah. only so much you can do if you work out I, I work I work a full-time job right so there's a there's a I, I can easily get into the place where I'm gigging so much that I'm not actually creating any music right I'm just yeah playing the same yeah, that's, 40 that's, songs that's ex- yes I understand and not making money yes it's different yes, if I'm making yes. money and I've I've been able to fund yeah. some things but I don't know. There's a weird balance. It's yeah. like I can make money to make a record or I can actually have the mental space to make a record. Right. Uh, yeah, I know. I totally understand. <laughs> well, I, you know, I was actually, I was going to bed last night and I was thinking about this. Like, um, you know, I had so many people say, well, you're so busy. You do so much. And that is somewhat true. But when I go to bed at night, I always think about if I wouldn't have done that. I could have done this, thinking about this podcast, yep. and that, it consumes my brain, and it, and that's that's all I want to do. Yeah, it's all I want to do. Yeah. Now that being said, half those little smaller gigs I do are specifically to make this happen. I know. To, to do yes. you know, to buy cables, microphones, cameras, internet, mm-hmm. podcast hosting. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, none of that's all that expensive, really. Yeah. Not really. You don't. Yeah, you don't have to work yourself to that. Like no. I've got my few places yeah. that I really love. Yeah. And I will keep. I will keep playing them. I yeah. will keep playing Mad Life. I will I'm keep at. playing Green Line. I will keep yeah. playing Reformation. Yeah. 
But I don't, A, I don't know that I really have time to go outside of that. Right. And I, I love those. Yeah. I don't That's really. pretty much where I'm at, too. Yeah. Yeah. And once you, for me, once I, once I go somewhere and I get in my groove there, A, I, I spend less money there. Yep. I don't need as much stuff. And it's not as much of a physical burden mm-hmm. to go do it because I know what I'm expecting. A right. new place. Yeah. There's just a lot of energy that goes into going to a yeah. new place. So it's kind of like... And I just, I'm not getting that much joy out of it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the Canton Theater Show was amazing. I mean, that was beautiful. Three guys got to play our own stuff yeah. in a beautiful theater. Like, yeah, I mean, if I did that once a year, yeah, that's all I need yeah. to fill that in that spot I need. And everybody, <laughs> once a year, everybody's going to come. Right. You drop, when you play, well, you know what? I want yep. you to come. Don't I'll be there in November. Don't come to this or that. Yeah. You know, come <coughs> to this. Yeah. Let me say something to you. Yeah. Or if you do come to see me at one of these other places, like, yeah, come hang out. But yeah. don't. Don't expect that yeah. I'm gonna give you like I'm not my give soul. You the same thing. No, it's different. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna walk out on stage planning on pouring out my soul no. necessarily. We're Doesn't gonna have a good time. Yeah, no, but I'm not Yeah. That's not what I'm here for. No, because I'm here to entertain this yeah. particular place yeah. and I'm gonna give them what they need in that yeah. moment. Yeah. And it's not really even about it's a job. You it's a job. It's simply a job. Yeah, it's a job. Yeah. You're there to entertain and keep the party going. And you and know what? And I am not by any means disparaging on people that that's how they make their living. Oh, no. I have a lot of friends that make a very Absolutely. good living doing that. Yes. And, and if I didn't love my job. I'm, yeah. All I'm saying is. I would, yeah. Oh, totally. I would be happy to do now, that. All I'm saying is I don't want to do that anymore. I've been doing it for 20, yeah. like almost 20 years. Yeah. I won't do it anymore. I just don't. I just love my job. And I just so want I to concentrate have... on this. Yeah. I want this to be my job one day. Yeah. And it, that is an incredibly attainable goal. And I, and I am super amazed every single day. Like, I gratitude. Uh, Nathan, when he was on here last week, we kept talking about gratitude and how important it is. And, like, half the things in this room I would not have if it wasn't for the Mockingbird and the people that listen to it. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean... More or less everything in here. Mm-hmm. It's because of them. And I i don't ever go to bed at night unappreciative for that. And I only want to do more and more and more because of it. Well, I think that's part of finding what you're supposed to do is not, not like you just bow to what other people want you to do. But I think you do take into consideration where is it that I'm putting my energy that people actually receive it. Right. That I'm not just screaming into a void. Yeah. What are people actually receiving? Right. And that for me helps because I want to do everything, everything yeah. in the world. And I want to do That it. was me too. Yeah. I said yes to everything. everything. And I, you know, I truly want to do everything. But what I've learned is there's certain things that it's time for this because people receive it. Yeah. And there's a place for it to go. And there's a place for that energy to go. Yeah. And if, if people are responsive to your podcast, then that I think is exactly. Right where to put and it soothes my own soul you know you can't put a price on that yeah and that's that's what matters to me yeah I, I love just sitting down and talking to people yeah I mean I just do mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I get an amazing amount of enjoyment out of that mm-hmm. and fulfillment and perspective and new I mean everything we've talked about tonight mm-hmm. when you go out and talk to people mm-hmm. it's the same thing mm-hmm. we just happen to do it in a controlled environment mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So I'm yeah. super excited. If anybody's just now, if you're listening to this on audio, I doubt very seriously you're just now tuning in. But if you're on the live stream, Miss Deborah Lynn is coming out with her own podcast. So we're still thinking on names. So if you have an idea for a name, uh, feel free to let one of us know. Send it in. Uh, there are a couple of good ones, though. The more the one you sent me today keeps, or yesterday, was it that yesterday or the day? It was today. Probably. It was this morning, it was, wasn't it? No, it was or was it yesterday, yesterday morning? I was super obsessed with it yesterday. Yeah. I, I, the more I sit on it, the more I yeah. like it. Me yeah. too. I don't know. When he first sent it, I was like, I don't know. Not in a disparaging way, but yeah. I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then. Well, it's kind of weird. Yeah, and the more it sits on me, I, I kind of like Excellent. it. Excellent. I kind of like it. It's definitely yeah. growing on me. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to tell the people? I love them so much. Mm-hmm. It's it's so cool that people just receive what we're doing and it is. and join and, yeah. and 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 help help and and share their own ideas and their yeah. own experiences yeah. and that's unreal to me. Right. That's just that's just beautiful. Yeah, me too. And they trust us with yeah. their stories and with their time and uh, their money sometimes and yeah. uh, that's just. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I think we're making a really beautiful world for ourselves. I 100% agree with you on that. And, yeah, gratitude, man. Gratitude. It's so daggum important. I heard this thing, or I read this thing. Talking about, I mean, this kind of goes back to several things we talked about. Brene Brown, I don't know if we've read her or listened mm-hmm. to her. She's a, she's a PhD. She's a psychologist. She studies uh, vulnerability and shame. <laughs> Super uplifting subjects. Um, but she says that joy is the most vulnerable emotion that we have. Mm-hmm. We're afraid to... Sh- show joy and this is after like years of research yeah that joy is actually the most vulnerable because you're opening yourself up to be disappointed really and if Man, you notice yeah and we do it all the time like hey how are you doing oh you know i'm doing good but but then something bad or mm. how was the show last weekend oh my gosh it was so great i poured my heart out it was that's not usually people's answer it's usually you know it was good but i you know yeah something there's always something and yeah. that's a protection that's like a defense mechanism yeah. like i can't be too happy about this right. or i can't appear to be too excited about my own self yeah and so she talks about how do you resist the urge to do that to cut joy off right because her thing is like we need joy because bad shit is going to happen we are oh, yeah. all going to work walk through painful things oh, yeah. and it's it's our it's the joyful moments mm. that strengthen us yeah. you know we know that for, even from scripture the joy of the lord is my strength right. how beautiful is that yeah. that joy actually uh builds us up for the hard times and so she says that it's important that we not cut joy off Mm. that we get in a habit of allowing ourselves to say what's joyful in our lives and she says the the way to do that is by practicing gratitude Mm. whether it's in a journal or at night you think about and you say out loud man i'm really grateful and you just did it i'm so grateful for this equipment i'm so grateful for my listeners that have supported and um and that's a really powerful thing in our lives and it make when you have that gratitude and this is something i honestly i've really kind of just 
been able to sink my teeth into maybe the cup last couple of years like being okay with being like there is no way I could have done this without y'all like I yeah you know mm-hmm. I, I wasn't able to just put my head down and bulldog through it like mm-hmm. this would not exist mm-hmm. I mean I it's a list of a hundred people mm-hmm. I mean there's some that are definitely like Carrie Hood runs my website Charlie Belt my website mm-hmm. Carl Belligny has helped me in so many ways mm-hmm. Buddy at Hog and L made all the cosmic cowboy stuff and they all every single one of them did this Mike and Carrie this yeah. room we're yeah. sitting in uh, my mom and dad these microphones like I mean it's a it's a, a huge my wife not getting mad at me that I come sit up here for two hey, hours and talk to strangers and that's huge yeah it's that's all un- those that's things not strangers yeah. but no but you know what I mean? yeah but, like all those things you have to have gratitude for yes. that otherwise you're just a selfish asshole yeah I mean really you have to have gratitude and appreciation and mm-hmm. respect and treat it with respect yeah. and gratitude and say thank you and yeah. mean it. Because yeah. I do. Like, it'll almost make me, like, teary-eyed yeah. because I didn't get here by myself and I'm mm-hmm. not going to get through tomorrow by myself. No. And this podcast is what it is mm-hmm. because of people like you and people like Carrie and Charlie and Carrie and Mike mm-hmm. and... Carl and uh, every guest that's ever been on here. Mm-hmm. Thomas gave me a refrigerator. Yeah. I mean. Well, I want to shout my Patreons please out. Please do. I do have a Patreon, but I, I want to shout them out. It's yes. actually the first time I've ever gotten to actually shout them out. <clears throat> Bring it. Well, I have four patrons, like official ones, and they are Stacy and Carrie and Lloyda and Mama. There you go. And it's crazy that people, and there's, you know, a hundred other people that support what we do oh, yeah. in other ways. In various ways. And it's just crazy. And that's yeah. what I think I mean. I'm like, I would make music in a hole by myself, yeah. but we wouldn't be doing this. Nope. I couldn't share it. I couldn't, like, create something right. to share and to be heard by other people yeah. alone. That's not no even a thing. And why would you? Why would you? No, yeah. that's I mean, really, not even that. The, the connection like is I the point. I understand making music. Yeah, but that I would just stay at soul. home. Yeah. Why would I even try to do all this? Yeah, why would you? Yeah. If why? not for the connection. Right. That's the treasure. Yeah. It is. Yes. You're 100% right. And that's what, for me, makes me stay up at night and go, how, if, do, how do I keep doing this? How can I do it better? How do I keep growing? Yeah. How do I keep reaching? Yeah. Because every time you do, right. you make a new connection yep. or a deeper one yep. that you already had. Mm-hmm. And those are the things it, when we're laying on the deathbed, you're yeah. going to go, hell yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what this was about. That is that's a, what I'm proud of. You're so right. You're so right. And uh, you know what? One year ago, tomorrow, you and I sat down for the first time, first guest on the Mockingbird. And we're here now because of all those people. <laughs> Thank y'all. Thank y'all. From the bottom of my heart, thank y'all. Uh, I think that's a good spot to end it. Yeah. I think, I think we talked about some amazing things. We did. Thank you so much for being on the one-year birthday of the Mockingbird. Thank you. Happy birthday, Mockingbird. That's right. Happy birthday, Mockingbird. Um, tell people where they can find you. Yeah. Uh, com. Even if you misspell it, you'll still find it. 
Um, you'll find everything there, but obviously all the social media channels. I would love to connect with you on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I have, like I said, I have a really fun um, crew going on Patreon if you're into that. Um, and that's where you can find me. And don't forget, y'all. Say it one more time. Miss Deborah Lynn's going to have her own podcast. We're going to start recording them. We're going to start kind of putting them in the can, is what they say in the biz. The biz. And uh, at some point, we'll announce when it's going to start. Yeah. And y'all can still help us with the name. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, but I'm super excited about that. Me and too. I'm super happy to help you do that. And. If anybody I know needs to have one, it's you. Probably more so than me. Yeah, I just got a feeling. I got a good feeling about it, I'm telling you. Um, so, that means a lot. Yeah. So, um, as far as anything else I can think of, I can't think of nothing else. Just go to uh, CosmicCowboyMedia.com, and that'll send you everywhere you need to go. Yeah. It'll send you everywhere you need to go. It'll send you to Facebook. It'll send you to Patreon. It'll send you to wherever it is you know it has my schedule of where i'm going to be has my schedule who's going to be in this room um so yeah that's all i can think of it's good all right well thank you again for being here thank you thank y'all and uh until the next time i talk to y'all y'all be nice to one another